the sporty show welcome to championship chatter with the commissioner volume 10 of the 2021 fantasy season first off off the off the top i just want to say uh this is pretty awesome that we've been doing this every single week for 10 weeks in a row pretty much yeah it's gone pretty well so far all right so uh i am your host uh pat chucky b whatever you want to call me the uh commissioner of the league of enthusiasm and the dynasty football league which coincidentally are the two leagues we're going to talk about on this podcast with me my co-host uh al of the never nudes the defending champion of the dynasty league and congratulations on beating me in the predictions for both leagues this week in the league of enthusiasm which we will talk about first I went two and three in my predictions. You went three and two, bringing us to a grand total of 23 and 22 for me and 23 and 22 for you. We are tied. Yeah, I told you I'd come back. I'll um, slowly overtake before the year's over. And now we're going to run down the week 10 results for the League of Enthusiasm. We're going to start off with my game and a heartbreaking loss. The Anti-Dentites lose to the cursed shy style hot dog heart attacks and i was hoping for a big curse but mahomes pretty much single-handedly beat me with 41 points yeah it was a little frustrating seeing mahomes back to um his old antics because i was kind of all for him being not invincible so uh him getting back to what was it 400 yards five touchdowns some shit like that yeah he destroyed um i mean it doesn't help that i had uh, tj hawkson pick a big fat zero for me in this league and a few other leagues that i started him in uh, big fat zero against Pittsburgh. Yeah, I had the same issue. Why I have him in one league and uh, Kasiki did the same thing. Fucking eight, yeah. eight targets, zero catches. But of the eight targets, maybe three. I three somehow won a league, uh, the sleeper league that Sean runs, the <laughs> Dynasty sleeper league. Uh, I beat Zach, and I started, I believe, Hawkinson and Gasicki in that league. That's shocking. They're. Uh, it's it, it was so frustrating just seeing anytime you get the goose egg. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Uh but yeah, Tom pretty much uh he he won pretty handedly in this one, so it was pretty disturbing for me. He also was the high score of the week with 125.7 points, uh low scoring week. And he moves to 5 and 5 on the season and is currently the 5th seed of the playoffs. So he would be one of the first uh wild card teams. Next, we have Brad versus Nick. The Chicago Twisted Maniacs fall the 1-9 last place. It's been a rough year for Brad. Versus Nick, the very opposite, 8-2 with the win, and he is in first place. He won 121.6 to 77.3 in a dominating victory without Derrick Henry. He continues to just dominate with the players that he sets in his lineup. He didn't even leave that much points on the bench, if any. I mean, he had Henry and uh, Jonathan Taylor. Am I seeing that right? Yeah, he Damn. he capped Henry and then I believe took Jonathan Taylor in the first round. Damn, good for you. Then we have the game of the week. Jordan versus Jake. Demac Fop Servin versus the Weapon X Project. And Jordan is making a huge comeback going 5-5 five and five on the season, currently in 7th place. And Jake drops to 8th place with the loss here going 4-6. and six. This is a huge victory for Jordan. Huge. He is now only one game out of being in the playoffs. 
and tied with the fifth seed, Tom. And that was even with getting a big fat zero from Matt Ryan and having to not play Alvin Kamara because he was hurt. God, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's frustrating. I had him as a back from my other league, and, you know, he had his random couple monster games, you know, 25, 30 points. And then, of course, the one week I needed him, I think he scored me seven points. So he's just so inconsistent. I know last week he crushed it. This week he didn't even finish the game because they were getting blown out so bad. Yeah, it's been a real frustrating season for Matt Ryan owners. And our next game is Trey versus Rob. Your mom loves Black Chubb versus Rob Zombies. Trey moves to 5-5 five and five and looks like he's got the sixth seed while Rob falls to 6-4 and four in third place. And Trey won this matchup 111.7 to 102.4. And this is even with a really bad outing from Russell Wilson, only getting him 5.2 points. But he had some huge games from some wide receivers. C.D. Lamb and Debo Samuel just fucking beast-moded it this week, over 20 points apiece. Yeah, let's go in by Trey if you look. He's got Chubb, Kyler, and Ridley all on his bench for various reasons. So um, the fact that he can still pull off ones with, because I'm assuming those are three of his top four picks. I I think, think so. Remember in this league, too, we get to keep one guy with no penalty. Yeah, yeah, that's how mine is in uh, my other league. So, I mean, Rob definitely got uh, hampered by some poor play by Jared Cook. Only got him a point, one and a half points from Cole Be- Beasley. That does not help you at all. Adam Thielen pulls in, what, six and a half points? Yeah. He's got <clears throat> the two good Bengals, uh, Mixon and Chase, on his bench on by. So, that definitely had to uh, affect some some of the outcome then we have what we perceive to be the game of the week and did not necessarily deliver the guru versus come get some sean versus dan and dan is storming back after a really terrible injury ridden middle part of the season here he is now six and four with the victory securing a fourth place spot so far and sean falls to second place at seven and three Another uh, terrible showing by some of these quarterbacks. Mike White gets, uh, or no, not Mike White. Baker Mayfield picked up five points for Dan, and Carson Wentz only got 6.9. Yeah, Baker's another one. It's, I don't know. If you can figure out what he's doing, um, you know, when, when he's going to have that good game, when he's not going to have that good game, because he's pretty up and down as well. He is definitely erratic. But a nice return to form for Christian McCaffrey, getting over 16 points. Mark Ingram in in for Alvin Kamara gets a, a lot of points here, 16 over 16 points. He had a huge game from Gibson, and uh, his Patriots defense really showed out this weekend too. So it was a good win for Dan. He needed it after being kind of labeled the cursed team a lot, like the low score in the league three weeks in a row, I believe it was. Yeah, when I saw his uh, his record right there, I was a little surprised that he was able to, because I know he had yeah, two or three in a, in a row where he was a little scorer, so way to turn it around. And just in case we didn't cover everybody there, so right now in the lead, we got Nick in first place, Sean in second place, Rob in third place, Dan in fourth place, and then our two wildcard teams are Tom and Trey, but right behind them is Jordan at five and five jake at four and six me at three and seven and then brad out of the playoffs completely at one and nine i have a very slim chance of making the playoffs but it is it is pretty much out out of the the realm i mean we still got a chance but it's we need a lot of things to happen a lot of things to pop right for us 
So let's hope the anti-dentites can make a run here, but it's not looking good. So uh, we cover Tom being the high score of the week. Brad was the low score of the week for a second week in a row at 77.3 points. And then we'll move to the MVP race update. So still in first place, Derrick Henry, injured and out with eight votes, with 176.1 total fantasy points on the season. In second place, though, right behind him, Cooper Cup with eight votes, 173.6 total fantasy points on the season. And then in third place, Alvin Kamara, eight votes, 126 fantasy points on the season. So Alvin Kamara is really going to need to ramp it up and get some wins for uh, Jordan's team and be the high-scoring running back or high-scoring uh, player that's not a quarterback in order to get some votes here because that's the only way he's going to be able to move up the rankings because his points are significantly lower than Cooper Cup's. And without a Cooper Cup injury, it's pretty much out the door for Alvin Kamara. Then we go to the Aaron Hernandez quarterback of the year race for straight killing it, overtaking Kyler Murray for first place. Jalen Hurts representing Nick's Yetis, 14 total points. In second, Justin Herbert representing Come Get Some for Dan, 13 points with 204.7 total fantasy points on the year. And then falling to third place, Trey's. Kyler Murray with 13 points, 190.7 total fantasy points on the year. This is really up for anybody right now. So what's the – how do they obtain points? I know one, it's if your team wins. They you have to be the highest-scoring highest quarterback or position. Like for the quarterback of the year race, it's the highest-scoring quarterback that you started that week, you get a point. And then if your team wins, you get a point. And then if you're the highest-scoring quarterback total for the week, you get a point. You get a third point. Okay. For the MVP race, it's just the highest scoring non-quarterback that you started that week, mm. and you get a point for, and then you get another point if your team wins. I got you. Yeah, because, I don't know, Hurts has been good, but seeing him in first, it's kind of wouldn't have expected it, I guess. Uh, Nick doesn't have the best quarterbacks uh, on his team, but he, he's stacked everywhere else because he's got two. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just seems that. You know, if you go heavy on one, like if Tom. So so Nick has Jalen Hurts, Tua, Justin Fields, and that's it. Yeah. So, but that's like, you know, when Tom uh, kept Mahomes, took Josh Allen, you know, he's taking himself. I don't know if there's anything awarded for the quarterback of the year, but like it's he's kind of taking himself out because he doesn't have one guy who's going to consistently be the top scorer for his team. Was what I'm getting. Well, uh, Mahomes still, not on the list does, I believe, have eleven points. Yeah, it's still or ten points. It's still so he's, he's kind of there. Guys do though, so I think it's pretty cool. Let's just add something different to the league. Uh, it is. Uh, it does have a cash uh, prize of fifty dollars. Oh, okay. There's a lot more prizes in the League of Enthusiasm, and thus, like the winner makes less money because of it. Yeah, but it. In my opinion, it allows for more people to potentially yeah. be in it for longer. Given the setup of the league, we did that in my other league where we added um, a few years ago. I think it's either 20 or 25 bucks for the weekly high score winner. Um, just so because the way that league's set up, there's not really incentive. Once you're out of the playoffs, you're just kind of as long as you have a good keeper. Like there's been trades where like I traded away Calvin Johnson to someone who didn't have a keeper for like f- four legitimate starting players. And just because that's like the best 
route for them to to win a championship eventually. So, um, so yeah, we ended up adding the the weekly high score, which is pretty cool. You know, it, it gives you something to play with end of the year when you you got nothing else to play for. So, yeah. So we have uh, the highest score of the year wins fifty dollars. The MVP winner gets fifty dollars. The quarterback of the year gets fifty dollars, and then the one through four seeds get fifty dollars a pop. And then we pay first, second, and I think even third. But I'd have to double check everything. But yeah, there's significantly less money to be made for for winning first place in the league of enthusiasm. But that makes sense because it's um, you know, it's a keeper league and stuff. But it's essentially you know, essentially redraft. You only carry one team over, so year to year, it should be up in the air. You know, like we talked about this before. I remember when everyone was done with the LOE draft. 10 people were like, oh, I like my team. It's like, well, yeah, it's everyone starting from essentially, you know, square one. Yeah. Compared to a dynasty league where it's like, oh, I was happy with my draft, but, like, if I win two games, I'm going to be happy this year. Like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm sitting at right now. There's different different. Happy with my draft, but uh, I'm currently 0-10. Like, given, given how a league is set up, that's, you know, the prizes should be set accordingly, like, I'm, you know, I'm totally cool with the payouts for Dynasty League, but, like, I always thought, like, what if it's just fucking winner take all? Like, how much more aggressive are people going to be and stuff to where it's not like, well, I made the playoffs, so, like, I have a 75% chance of at least making my money back. Like, if it's, like, no, you need to win the whole thing to win anything, like, I feel like that would put an aggression level for people to compete that year much more. And... With that, if you're out of it, be you'd be more willing to sell things off and stuff. So, just an idea. But I liked with the setup now because having a third, fourth place game makes that relevant and stuff. So, it um, I don't know. It's a good setup now. All right. So now we're gonna get into predictions for the League of Enthusiasm matchups for Week Eleven. All right, so first we're going to start off with my game, uh, the Anti-Dentites. We are 3-7 and seven versus the 7-3, the Guru. Uh, I want Sean to lose, so I'm going to pick Sean to win. Plus, if he wins, he's got Lamar, so I'm cool with that. Yeah, I've also picked Sean to win this game. Not that I'm like trying to give up or anything like that. I definitely desperately need and want to win, but I'm hoping I can go back to just like picking against myself, and somehow it'll give me the victory. Next game, the Cursed Tom, Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks, picks up a very good opponent in the Chicago Twisted Maniacs. This is the battle for Chicago in Tom versus Brad. One team is in uh, fifth place at five and five. One team is in last place at one and nine. I have to go Tom uh, again because of his uh, double quarterbacks. They both have the opportunity to have outstanding games, as does Brady, but then Trevor Lawrence um, kind of brings that down. I believe Patterson's not going to be playing on Thursday, so that's going to affect that. Um, Tom, I still think he has solid running backs with uh, Connor and Jacobs. So, I don't know. I just got Tom. Yeah, I also have Tom. I mean, it's pretty obvious, I think, just because of the Brad's uh, record. But I also looking at some of his players on his bench, like uh, Julio's an IR. Uh, Trey Lance probably isn't going to play anymore the rest of the season. Uh, he's got Ronald Jones, who's losing carries right now, to Leonard Fournette. Michael Thomas, who's not going to play the rest of the season. Zach Moss, Hunter Renthrow, Jamie, or Jamison Crowder, 
Mike White. It, it's just not a competitive. It's an uninspiring team. group of people. For for Brad, there's always next year. There's always next year. So, hold on. Who's Brad's keeper at that point? Like, who's his best? Tyreek Hill. So, dude, it's whether or not you think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a big enough uh, jump in season two, two to where he should just keep him over Tyreek Hill. But I think I would still rather keep Tyreek Hill because he's got Tyreek Hill, Mike, Mike Thomas. So, um, there's it's no round. It's you just get a free keeper, correct? Yeah, you just so get a guy. Has anyone uh, who's been knocked out of the playoffs already traded away whatever they had to to get the best keeper they could the following year? I do not know. Because it would make sense for him, like, because he's got solid pieces, like, you know, Brady Lawrence. Um, you know, maybe hold on to Tyreek, so there's at least the option to keep him and stuff. But like, you know, um, you know, whoever's got Jonathan Taylor, like, just go down the list of like, I think these are the best keepers, whatever. Just go down the list and be like, hey, do you want to trade that? I'll give you, like, these three guys. You know, you'll have a replacement plus upgrades at these other two positions. Like, it's got to make some sense for at least one of the people. Like, it'll definitely boost your odds for the playoff run. So, Yeah, I mean, there's always that opportunity that uh, someone could do. Well, let's move on to the next matchup here. We got Dan versus Jake. Come get some versus the Weapon X Project. Dan is now six and four. Jake at four and six. Jake has uh, Bridgewater on by, so he's gonna have to. Well, he's happy to start Joe Burrow, who's in the race for quarterback of the year. I believe he has eleven points right now. Is he really starting Rudolph though? He did last week. Baker wasn't anything great. Um, I think I gotta go with Jake or no with uh, with Dan. I am also picking Dan, who is on a tear lately. Jake is on the opposite side of that. Basically, like he started off better, and now he's starting to like hurt and fall apart. Well, yeah, we both have Dan going ahead here in this matchup. Next, we have Trey versus Jordan, the Mac flop servant versus your mom loves black chub. Both are five and five, so this has the potential to be one of the games of the week. Um, hopefully, Alvin Kamara is back this week for jordan and he stands a better chance in this matchup i actually have trey to win here even though jordan's been on a tear lately yeah i gotta go with trey there's too many questions with um jordan's team to me daryl williams is hit or miss we talked about Matt ryan before um like i don't know they're solid decent replacements but like i don't know it's an un- uninspiring group outside of Dak and travis kelsey pretty much Oh, he's got Alvin Kamara. Yeah, but even still with that, um, you know, if Kyler comes back, that's huge. Mac Jones has been playing well. Um, I'm Chubb was just COVID, so he should be back, I'm assuming. Um, you know, CD Lamb and Debo are both studs. So I just think, uh, I don't know, I just like Trey's, Trey's players a little bit better. Yeah, I have also picked Trey in this game. And then last but not least, we have Nick's Yetis versus Rob's Zombies. Also a very high-ranking matchup here. The first place Nick's team versus the third place Rob's team here. This could be huge. And that game that Jake has versus Dan is also big in the aspect of if Dan wins, he, he could potentially go up to third place, especially if Rob loses this game. And I actually have Rob t- picked to lose against Nick and his Yetis. 
Yeah, I think I'd have to go. I'm gonna go with Nick as well. Um, if Damien if Damien Harris is healthy, um, though he's clearly the less talented running back in New England, he should be getting the ball out on Thursday. Um, unless Belichick finally became a good coach and decided he's gonna build the offense around Ramondre Stevenson. All right, so now we are gonna transition to the dynasty league portion of the podcast. Uh, Bye, Dan. Adios, Dan. I mean, you're welcome to listen. We we love your input. No, we don't want you to listen. But we understand how you feel about Dynasty League, especially since it's not a league you're in. Which is, he's uh he's on deck for if spot opens, right? I believe so. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone after that, but I would have someone who uh, would be in the hole then, I guess. I mean, I don't really see... I, you know, and you know, another thing is we haven't really talked about. I'm all for changing the structure of this league slightly from a two quarterback league to a super flex league and adding two teams. I don't know how you go about adding two team two teams to a uh like a current dynasty league. Like, how do they get structured in with the with the picks, and then how do they get like players? Do they just get to pick out of free agency before before free agency they, and then and then we go into free agency? Um I think you would typically have Or um, or do we have like so like in, a keeper where we can keep certain guys but we also have to let certain like we have to let like a certain like like almost like we have to cut half the guys on our team but we can pick which guys we want to keep. Yeah, in my in my other league that we've done for 19 years, it originally started as a 12 team league, but then two teams dropped out and four teams were added, so we were essentially adding two. But with that, we did because um, we, we typically keep one no penalty like uh, in LOE, but we did it to where we essentially protected two players off our roster, like our keeper and one other person, and then we you know randomly did an order. And that was the expansion draft. So the four new teams um, ended up, they each picked one player, and that was their keeper. And then I believe we just did it, um, you know, their name was in just as often as all the other names um, in, uh, for, our, for our regular draft, like the regular snake portion of the draft. So I think if it was whether um, number of players, like, protected or – um, so it's a $400 budget. If we say, what's your $300 budget or whatever. So it's like, these are my guys I'm for sure keeping. And then these other ones are kept, but they're eligible to be, you know, sniped in an expansion draft for two new, from the two new teams. So like, I don't know, there's way it's, it's how much of a disadvantage should they be left at, um, compared to, um, I don't know. It's, it would be tough with so many things already taken off the board. But, like, I still think you can make the playoffs in year three, maybe two, if you get super lucky. Because you obviously, you know, it's about getting draft picks. Maybe give them extra draft draft picks. You know, after each round, you know, they get an extra pick. So, but then their own pick would have to be randomly placed as a lottery team. So just give them like one through eight, wherever they land, that's their pick. So I don't. There's ways to do it, and that's if we want to add two teams. So yeah, it's definitely something I think that could be t- 
talked about. I like the uh, the structure of ten, but I also like the structure of twelve too. Uh, yeah, twelve just seems cool because it's I don't know, it's more people, it's more interactive. Um, if we change to a super flex, I feel like I would be at a big advantage with my quarterback situation. Um, but I'm cool with that too. So, which I think you'd have to change the scoring structure. I for sure am not doing fucking PPR. Like, I don't even like the half point for tight ends. And um, the one thing I always liked was um, instead of every 25 yards passing for a point, I was the one year I was in a league where it was 50 point or 50 yards for a point, which it doesn't take too much away from the quarterbacks, but it definitely flattens out the difference to where starting a quarterback isn't an automatic you know because 200 passing yards is the same as 40 rushing yards so like at that point if you're just throwing in a guy maybe quarterback's not necessarily the best bet so but yeah i don't know all right so let's get to the results for week 10 of the dynasty league uh in my predictions, I went three and two. In your predictions, you went four and one. That brings us overall to me. I'm at thirty four and eleven. You're at thirty six and nine. Just adding to that lead. All right, so we're gonna start off with uh, my game for the results. It was Ryan's Little Lebowski Urban Achievers versus my team Speed Kills, the story of drafting a killer. Ninety five point nine to eighty nine. Point eight. I pick up another heartbreaking loss on my quest to win before Detroit Lions. It's still open now. It is still open since Detroit did not technically win. Dude, I was saying, uh, you know, we're talking about the, the long shot parlays. I don't remember the, the fourth team, but I know three of them. Well, the Lions tied, so it was voided. But, like, we were saying, you know, if Baltimore loses, they did. Um I think we had Washington on there, and Jacksonville. I think they might have covered the spread, and well, Detroit no, covered remember, too. I remember just saying if you took just uh, under underdog money lines, because there was a couple that um, I don't know. I didn't obviously make the bet, otherwise I would have that reference. But it was like, oh, you know, like these are whatever you know, any given Sunday or any given Thursday. Fucking Ravens suck. Um, but yeah, it was like 80 to 1 or something, even more than that, I want to say. Yeah, it's crazy. So next we have your game, the Never Nudes versus the Green Bastards. This is Al versus Zach, and Zach picked up another victory here. Uh, 110.4 to 84.9. Why couldn't I played you? Uh, I don't know. That would have been pretty funny, though. Um, I don't know. I don't imagine me losing the rest of the year now. Uh, last year, Zach beat me in week nine, and that was my last loss before Tom two week, three weeks ago now. Um, so I imagine just going on a run and winning another championship now. All right, so next game is Gotham City Rogues versus the Fug Offs in uh, an insane matchup. 76.2 to 28.1. Rob's team's not even worth talking about at this point during matchups, but, like, Fucking good for you, Rob. Like, you do what you're supposed to do. Like, you blew it up. You got a bunch of picks. I think you're going to be in a much better position moving forward. So, good job. Kudos. Uh, next game, we have Shy Style Hot Dog Heart Attacks versus Make Juju Great Again. 
in Tom versus Mark in a decently close game. Uh, the only game where both teams went over 100. 121.5 to 102.7. Tom picks up the victory here. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just looking at all of Rob's picks. He's got five first-round picks next uh, two years. So wow. good, good for you. I still think he can get some more if he trades away. Debo, Tyreek, and maybe squeeze something out of Daniel Jones if someone needs a quarterback. And last but not least, we have Johnson's out for Harambe versus the Guru. Trey versus Sean. Trey picking up a victory here, 98 to 68.6. Yeah, Sean, Sean's bad. So that's my analysis. Sean, Sean, you stink. You have the number one pick. I don't even know who's supposed to be the number one pick this year. Like It seems like it might be the year to not have that. Yeah, maybe. Like I'm sure someone's going to rise to the top where we're all going to be like, oh, shit, this guy's a fucking stud. And he very well could be. And, Sean, I will settle for one first-round pick for Devontae Williams. Devontae Williams. If it's your pick? If it is the number one overall pick in 2022 draft. It might be worth it at this point. Like I know I've already seen people say that Javante Williams is probably going to be a top 10 back ranked going into next season. Um, I'm assuming that's most likely if Melvin Gordon's not around anymore and they're going to kind of run their offense through him. So, or if they get Rogers or some elite quarterback and then all of a sudden they're on a, you know, a good running back on a top offense. Well, I mean that, that offer is good till seven o'clock this Thursday. So I'm assuming. All right. So say both of the things. When the trade happen, deadline does officially happen. Say the Broncos trade for Rogers, you know, somehow, or whatever, and Melvin Gordon gets cut or not resigned or whatever. Javante Williams. I believe he actually has one more year under the contract. So they signed him to a two-year. So contract. he'd be he'd be cut or whatever. So at that point, I'm assuming you would not trade Javante Williams for the number one pick straight up. No. Yeah. Okay. Better act now, Sean. Better act now, Sean, if you want Javante Williams. I know after Tom hears this, he's going to cry because he's all like, I thought you said two first rounders. And you know what? I stand by, you know, like he's more than he's he's worth a lot. It's crazy because like if I'm assuming if Tom's given up two of his own that are most likely to be playoff picks, like those two late first in a lot of cases wouldn't be worth the number one pick. Like it's if depending on, you know, it's all about the draft class that year, but like, you know, if there's a cutoff with the top quarterback or like what should be featured running backs, because there's only five and you're going to have a playoff pick, like it's kind of a shitty pick then. Well, yeah. And that's why I don't think I would even really want that. I need more time. I need a lot more. All right, so let's just run down the final or the standings uh, after week 10 for the Dynasty League. We have in last place, Speed Kills, the story of drafting a killer, 0 and 10. Uh, 7. Oh, I think, yeah, you're now officially eliminated from platform. In ninth place, Fug Offs, 3 and 7. Uh, good for you, Rob. I'm glad you got your pick back from me. And, or no, from Jake. Yeah, from Jake. Yeah. Um, I gave you Jake's pick. Uh, but yeah, keep doing what you're doing. You're going to get that second pick. And then in eighth place, 
Johnson's out for Harambe, three and seven. I just never know what direction Trey's going in. In seventh place, the Guru, three and seven. Sucks. In sixth place, Ryan, Little Lebowski Urban Achievers, four and six. Ryan had the opportunity to do what uh, Rob's doing, but uh, he keeps winning games, so he's going to get that fifth pick. And now we have the battle for the playoffs here. In fifth place, Gotham City Rogues at seven and three. Jake's getting kind of scary if his team gets healthy. He'll have three running backs, and um, he fixed his quarterback issue, assuming Russ comes back to play how he should be. Currently in fourth place, make Juju great again at seven and three. Mark properly blew it up, and that's why he's in the position he's in. So, Rob, again, good for you for blowing it up. In third place, shy style hot dog heart attacks. Tom, seven and three. I'm gonna beat him in the playoffs. In second place, the Green Bastards. My pick and yours to win the 2021 Dynasty League Championship. I'm gonna beat him in Zach, the playoffs too. At eight and two, I'm gonna beat him. But no, but Zach, he like it's pretty obvious. Jake's a very conservative owner, and I feel like Zach did that but also made those small deals to just load up on second and third round picks and like it helped like he got josh allen late second round um aj brown was third round pick like he's done well and then he's gotten aggressive at the right times like doing that trade for hunt last year um standing pat not trading the third uh overall pick so we can get Najee. he made him a you know Made a mistake taking Sony Michelle at four in the one draft, but it didn't, you know, not everyone's going to be drafting perfect anyways. And that led him to taking Damian Harris later in a second round in a, the next year's draft, maybe two years later, which that's panned out now. So it's, I don't know, patience and building through the draft has worked for him. And then on top of it, he made a couple of uh, playoff move trades this year. Yeah. Most notably trading for Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Yeah, it's he he knew when was the appropriate time to be aggressive. So um, props for you on running your team well, Zach. And then last but not least, in first place, the reigning defending champion, Never Nudes, at 8-2. and two. Soon to be back-to-back champs. I mean, you did lose twice this year to Zach, right? No, I beat Zach. Oh, okay, so you're 1-1 one one against split. Zach. Tom, Tom was my other loss, which was expected, considering I had like three people on open spots on bye weeks and then there's a handful of waiver wire pickups this week uh tom picked up cam newton for a dollar ryan picked up uh d johnson dearness johnson i believe his name is running back from cleveland i'm surprised no one had him before after that last big game because i get he's the third string running back when everyone's healthy and stuff but like just on the chance of like some team says oh you played well we're gonna make your starter next year trade for him or i don't know if he's a free agent or some shit like that so uh he picked him up for a dollar and then he also picked up sony michelle for a dollar which yeah sony michelle's whatever i think his thing was he had a bad knee or bad knees or something like that because i know sony yeah yeah because um yeah, coming out in the draft, you know, I remember making a couple days before the draft trying to make a push to trade for another pick so I can get him. Um, I don't know, it worked out well because I ended up getting Lamar. So. And then last but not least, I picked up Sam Darnold for $4. You were 
were real sneaky about it too. You didn't want to bring up that he was cut. And which like I was surprised he was cut, but like if he's not gonna play it all this year, but still at I think it was, you know, around twenty bucks or something. Um for the chances of he's just a starting quarterback next year, um he I feel like he would have been worth holding on to. I get that a uh Mark dropped him who's a playoff team and kinda needs the results now, but like I feel like you would have given up a third round pick instead of just cutting him. Yeah, I mean I would have given up the four dollars blind budget. That I ended up getting a third round pick for. Yeah, you know, it, however that works, whatever. But like, which yeah, the that was the the first deal involving uh Fab. So I'm glad that that finally happened. Yeah, now you can stop bitching and complaining about that <laughs> so, never happening. So far, we're at a low third round picks worth four dollars during the season. Um, I'm assuming it will flip. Uh, you know, in the off season, like you know the week or two before the draft and stuff picks will be more valuable than the um than the fab so i can see those late picks being worth maybe double that you know maybe eight to ten bucks for a late third um i think it makes sense but like given um picks are less valuable right now than than the fab especially i don't think mark had any yeah mark mark was down to to zero dollars and so I threw out an offer. I was like, yeah, let me try to get a pick for these last $4 because at this point, uh, I either have $4 over the next four weeks or yeah, it's, four or five weeks. So or for I just you, that's just up. weighing like, is there four players that you could potentially pick up where one of like, what's the better odds of one of those players hitting or a third round pick hitting? So I feel like that's a, you know, I typically would take the the quantity over the quality, but like looking at what's out there in free agency, I don't really see much of anything that's worth it. So, so yeah, I think it was kind of a win win for both of us. No, it was good. No, like I I think that though that's a, an underutilized trade that that hasn't been used yet, um, and I hope that it's a part of deals moving forward uh, because it's a whole different avenue of trading assets. And now we get to the last part of the podcast. We are going to predict what is going to happen in week seven or week 11 of the Dynasty League uh, schedule, I guess. So we'll start off with uh, what I think could potentially be the best game of the week. You versus Jake. Maybe that's just because you guys are both vying for the playoffs. You're the number one seed. Uh, Jake is right now currently in fifth place. Yeah, I'm going to take Jake. Um, I just think my team keeps falling apart. And oh, that's the wrong week. Um, I have to start Jalen Waddell and Hollywood Brown because those are my only two healthy, active wide receivers this week. Uh, not saying that they can't do well, but um, I just feel back in a corner. This is also assuming Chubb's healthy. Uh, James Conner's been doing well. I got Delvin Cook still, but... Um, uh, Aaron Jones is going to be missing time, correct? Yeah, he's going to be missing like one or two weeks, I believe. So uh, I think I'm projected to win at this point. I think by uh, eight, Jake has A.J. Dillon, though. Yeah, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. It's I'm projected to win by eight, but there's also only a uh, five-point projection for Dillon at this point, which I would triple that. I would put him in the mid-teens. Um, you know, I liked A.J. Dillon a lot as – it was just a talent that he went to the Packers, so I just wasn't going to draft him. 
so cause fuck that. But uh, he's someone who, if I feel like similar to early in Derrick Henry's career, it's like he's the type of back where if you give him the ball 20 times a game, he's going to get better. And not saying he's going to be Derrick Henry, but it's in that style of play. Because he's a huge fucking dude, and he's fast still at a massive size. All right, next we have uh, Tom versus Trey. Chicago or shy style twisted no shy style hot dog heart attacks versus Johnson's out for Harambe. Uh, I gotta go with Tom. I also have Tom to win this. It's just kind of an easy pick: a playoff team versus a non-playoff team, and that's where I'm sticking with that. Uh, next we have Mark versus Ryan. Make Juju great again versus the Little Lebowski Urban Achievers. I have selected Mark since he is the, currently the fourth seed and. Although Ryan keeps winning himself uh, into better, uh, like a worse pick. Yeah, uh, Mark's uh, got some trouble with Stafford on a bye, so he's got to hope that Roethlisberger comes back. Um, but, yeah, I think it's pretty easy. I would take Mark as well. Next we have Zach versus Sean, the Green Bastards versus the Guru. Here can be another easy victory for Zach to stack on his uh, way to championship glory in 2021. Um, one team sucks and the other one doesn't, so I'm gonna take the team that doesn't suck. You're gonna take Sean. No, I'm taking Zach. <laughs> I want yeah. Zach's record to be better, so that when I beat him in the championship, it's like, no, yeah, I beat this team. Only had two losses all year. We split earlier. No, it's it'll be good. And last but not least, we have uh, last place versus second to last place. Fuggoffs versus Speed Kills, the story of drafting a killer. Uh, I have selected myself. Yeah, I also I also have that. Um, you're lucky that the Lions tied, so you had the additional week to get this win. And I think it's finally going to happen. I'm hoping it would I'm, be funny if Rob's just like, no, I'm not going to be able to catch you with that pick, but it would move his. Yeah. If he, if he had more of a buffer of not being able to move down, I think he would like try to beat you just for this week. Just to fuck you over. Just be like, no, you tried to win and couldn't even beat me. <laughs> yeah. It's been rough season for my team, but you know, there's always uh 2024. I want to pull up last year's schedule. How many wins did you get last year? Two, maybe. I know you beat me week one, so that was frustrating. It's not been a very good uh, five years. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Since I joined, and I think you and Sean made the playoffs that first year I was in. Or maybe one of you did. but I made the playoffs like the first couple of years and then tried to like do something else, and it just has failed. Yeah, it's um, before the dynasty aspects of the league started setting in more and more. Because you've always said that you've done well in um, redraft. Um, like if you win year one of a of a dynasty league, it's not like you it's you did well in a redraft. Like if you're the one who, but then like if later on, you know, you start slipping then. You realize it's the the long term aspects of the league. Well, it's like I kind of done the opposite. I feel like in Sean's league, like I felt like I drafted really good, but I drafted young, and I did bad in the first year. And now it's the second year, and I'm vying for a playoff 
position. Uh, you know, I made some made made that big trade to get Dalvin Cook. I won a big match last week to to go to six and four. And I'm currently, I believe, the sixth team, which would be the last playoff spot. But I'm also tied with like the first, like the next two teams ahead of me. So like the five and the fourth seed were all six and four. God, I hate this fucking. Um, there we go. No, I'm trying to find last year. I'm on the the league, the site, like the app. I like. I got used to that. I feel like the app's pretty well, but like the. Um, I can navigate the site pretty easily. The site sucks. I just wanted to see the schedule last year um, because I want to see when your last one was. Schedule. Here we go. Um, Let's see. Ooh, 49-point week last year. Your last one was... Huh. Against me. That's awesome. Week four. It's been over a year. Week four. You won week three and week four, and that is it. So you beat Sean, then you beat me, and then you have not won for uh, how many weeks is this year? 20-game losing streak. That's not good. Yeah. That's almost as impressive as um, the 14 games I had or whatever winning. But yeah, that's that's something. That's well, why you don't trade away your first round picks. Like we're looking to break it. It's like oh, if I had these first round picks, then like I fucking crushed it. Lost 20 games in a row. Well, hoping pick. hoping that we'll eventually learn our lesson. I thought you did this past year because you kept talking like I'm not trading my picks. I'm not trading my picks, and then you're like, well, next year sucks. What does it matter? Or no, it was the twenty three. You were all about. You're like everyone's twenty three draft. Well, I already told you. I told you earlier my reasoning for it. I get that. Which I guess, if you wanted to be in the quarterback hunt, and I was looking at the history of the league. If you waited on, because that to me that would have been a deal where it's like, all right, just do it on draft day. On draft day, but then also if one of those quarterbacks fell, I don't think Jake's getting rid of that pick. Because I think he only did that deal because he knew. I was looking at the history of the league and how the history of the league has shown quarterbacks will fall to the second round. Yeah. No, that's it's happened. But I feel like it's if you go year, at least since I've been here year by year that. So to me, it's looking at this quarterback was drafted in the first, maybe second round of the draft, or there's a clear indication that they're going to be the starter within the first year. So of those people, I know Josh Allen went 17th. That was super late. That was my second season. The first the first year was uh, the four of them. Dak was early. Wentz was early. Goff was a little bit later. Wentz was a – or not Wentz. Um, Paxton Lynch was ninth. I think he was the last one. So those are all first-rounders. I got Watson at 13, which I feel like there shouldn't have been. That's because Sean is a guru and took Kaiser and Zay Jones in the first round. So that shouldn't have happened. But, yeah, that's depending on how things go. But I think with so many people who needed quarterbacks, I figured there's no way that that wasn't going to happen. So Yeah, well, 
I, I here's just hoping that my team can get a win this week and we can put this uh this big losing streak to rest and I mean, if I don't win another game the rest of the season, so be it. But I should be able to get this one. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. But until next week, fuck off. I got nothing to do but sitting on my couch. But you know what? I'm going to do it, and I'm going to love it. Fuck off.